Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, a show created to educate, encourage, and empower women to prosper in their faith and their finances. Now, here's your host, faith igniter and prosperity producer, Dr. Amy Walton. Hey, you guys, it's Dr. Amy, and today I have with me author, advocate, family, child care, um, business owner, Deshonda Jennings. And uh, today, we're you know, I want to talk about the money. I love talking about the money. And in this particular time, we have COVID going on, and there are so many women that have to pivot and figure out what is it that they can do? And so everybody's child is at home. So whether it's a, a young child that's in elementary school, whether they're in middle school, high school, and we even have college kids that are at home and everybody has having to do virtual learning. And so one of the things that I know in this particular time is that's where money is. And so today I have with me um, Deshonda Jennings, and she's going to be talking with us about how you can start a quality daycare business. And so um, Deshonda, if you would share with my audience, like, how did you get into child care? Hey, first, I want to thank you for inviting me on. The first thing I would say, what really got me started was years ago, years ago, I already had two kids and then God blessed me with I always say my, my miracle baby. She came nine and a half years later after I was told I couldn't have kids. So um, fast forward, at that time, I kind of didn't trust nobody because I'm like, okay, this is a brand new baby. You know, it's been nine and a half years since I took care of baby. And so I decided that I would stay home and take care of my own baby. And then in that process, I was like, okay, it's other parents out there that have to work but feel the same way that I felt. So what I did is I ended up turning that passion into a business. And the thing about it, I, not only was I able to take care of my own baby, but I was blessed enough to take care of other people's baby right in the comfort of my home. I still made money that helped to care of my family. So that's how I got started. And then um, as my kids got older, then I did go back into corporate America. And um, then COVID came, right? COVID came and my passion has always been the kids. Even though I work for the corporate world, I still feel like that I wasn't working in my gift. I don't know if anybody out there feel like that, like, okay, I'm doing something, but I know that God called me to do greater. And so COVID came and I guess that was my wake up call. And um, at that time, I was still looking for a building. But I had to pivot because my mission, my vision didn't change. You know, I wanted to still provide that quality childcare for parents. And although I didn't get the building, I realized that everything I needed, I already had. And what I, what I mean by that is that I started a home daycare from home again, you know, and um, I did it less than 60 days, y'all, even during COVID. So I know we got like a lot of women that has lost jobs out there, um, restaurants, different businesses has closed. But if you got a passion for children, you can actually take this as an opportunity and not only care for your own kids, but you can care for somebody else's kids and get paid. Oh, I love that. I love what you said. I Let me tell you, one of the things that you said that I really, really loved was how you were able to pivot during this time. You mentioned that you were in corporate, but things shifted and changed and you needed to change with the change and you desired to have a building. Um, but in order, you knew that the mission was still the same. You still had a heart for kids, but you needed to figure out how could you do what was in your heart, even though you didn't have the building. And I love the fact that you said 
You started an in-home daycare. Listen, you guys, if you are listening to me, you don't have to do it grand. You need to just do it. Get started. Because so many times we miss what God had for us because we want it on the grand scale instead of starting where we are. And you not only have you started the business, but then you wrote the book. And so you wrote how to start a quality um, home daycare business in 60 days. I mean, if you are listening, that is literally two months, two months. You can have your own business. And I find that to be utterly amazing. I mean, it is so amazing. The work that you're doing, it has always been in you. So taking what was in you and bringing it out of you so that the world is blessed. And this is the right time. So if you're listening and you're wondering and you've been worrying and you're saying, well, um, do you see what's going on? Yes, we see what's going on. And now is definitely the time to launch the vision, to launch the dream, to launch the daycare. So for those of you child um, lovers out there, now is the time for you to really, really operate in the gift that God has given you. Now is the time for you to impact the world with what's on the inside of you. And now is the time to meet the needs of so many families. Millions and millions of families are being impacted right now. And you can make a difference. You can make a difference as you... um find ways, creative ways to help, creative ways to not only help you, but also to help the families that are struggling right now with what's going on. And so, um, Deshonda, what's uh, a couple of tips that you can leave with our audience today that can help them um, as they begin to to take undertake this journey? I would say my biggest tip is definitely to get started. And I am here for those who want to reach out to say, hey, what I got to do? How do I get started? You can definitely contact me. I would love to help you get started. And even though we do have schools going back, they're not going back five days a week. So this is something that's needed. It's not enough openings in the big daycare centers and families feel more comfortable dealing with the more personable in-home child care provided. I would say the first thing you do is just check even in your community. Um, talk with people in your network. Network. You can find out from people in your neighborhood, like how many of my neighbors got to go back to work and got kids, you know, that, you know, how many don't have the older siblings that can help out. And that's where you can start. And you can either just from that, you can see that it is a need. You know, you think about it. We got half our kids going back Monday, Tuesday. Then we got another half going back Thursday, Friday. So what's going to happen with the rest of the week? And for the parents that's blessed to still have their jobs, they have to work. So they do need to make sure they can have someone that can provide care for them in a safe environment. So I would say get started. Just um, check your own right in your community. See where do your community need. Start with your neighborhood. You know, just start with that. And I will tell you again, going back to starting small, um, because of social distancing and all the things that's in place to keep us safe, I would say that a home daycare is actually a good place to have your child. One of the reasons it's not, it's not going to be a lot of kids. It's going to be limited. And so, and it's going to have, you know, I think about just raising my children and not just uh, my children, but also even myself. I grew up in the time where, you know, it wasn't so much, um, um, it was business, but it was in the home. And it was just something about having that mom, the mother in the home that took care of the children. And there was that love there. And it wasn't so, um, it was structure, but it wasn't, I'm trying to think of the word, it wasn't so commercialized. And so 
um, looking at starting a home daycare business is, is really a good thing to launch in this particular season. And some things are just taking us back to, to where we used to be. And, and again, not on the grand scale, but on the small scale, but that's a good shift and a good thing. And if you're a mom that's without a job at this time, what do you have in your hands? Use what you got, you know, do that instead of, um, trying to figure out how to be able to do something, take inventory and find out what you have. What are you good at? If you love kids, then this is definitely something that that you can do. Um, there's a lot of essential workers right now. And so they're looking for childcare and they're looking for providers that's willing to take in um, children at this particular time. There are parents that are screaming because they have to help with education. And that is so brand new. You know, they don't know all how to do math. They, they barely can um, look at the assignments. You you know, and then having to stay with your kid all day, that's something new and different. And so there is a platform for you. There is a place where you can be utilized. And so Deshonda, I want to ask you in your, um, your daycare, is it set up so that children can come in and um, do their work? Even if they're going to different schools, if they're on laptops, um, are the resources, are the resources available and how hard or how difficult is that for someone that's wanting to to start an in-home daycare? I would say the resources is definitely available because family child care out of all the, the daycare platforms, we're the ones that has been more sustainable during the pandemic. And basically how I have mine set up, I have everything six feet apart and each child has their own materials. Like each child has their own set of blocks. They have their own school supplies, their own Play-Doh and cookie cutters. That way everything is, they're not limited but they have their own, if that makes sense. And so then like what happens once at the end of the day, everything is sanitized, clean, and then it's put back. And that's not hard to do. Like I said, the resources is definitely available. Uh, I know we have some people here in Virginia. Virginia just launched this pilot program for family child care providers to where they will give you the whole platform with the um, website and everything. And it's absolutely free, y'all, for 12 months. And then even if you're, um, like I say, the quality part of the daycare, you can get set up to participate with USDA and they reimburse you for feeding the kids. So definitely the resources are available. We have um, free trainings is available to providers. So all of this to make it because they understand this is a need that's needed in the community. So we have so many different resources to make sure that everybody is able to implement and to get this daycare business started the right way. Oh, I, I listen. I just got to go amen on that one. So if you are tuning in for Virginia and you love kids, take advantage of the resources. Start the business. The time is now. As she's just mentioned, there are a lot of resources out there to help you and they are free resources. So there is no reason why you're not starting that business in 2020. There is no reason why 2020 can't be a blessing to you in spite of what might be going on. And so I encourage you as you are listening. And for those of you that are not from Virginia, check into your state and see what's available because right now it is a need and there are there are a lot of resources out there to be able to help all of us transition um, during this particular time. Deshonda, I know that you have a background in early childhood and teacher education. And so for the mom that's at home and she's struggling, you know, pulling her hair out, I'm dealing with the kids <laughs> all day long when she's been so accustomed to, to sending them to school. Um, what are some things that might uh, help her during this particular time? 
And it's so neat that you said that, y'all. I actually did another book just, just for caregivers. It's not even for if you want to start a daycare. It's called Learning Through Play. And in that, I give you different examples that you can teach kids. Let's say I'll give you one um, real quick. Let's say, you know, you need to help your child learn how to do math, you know, with the addings and subtraction. You can just use Uno cards. You can take a deck of Uno cards and you can teach math, subtraction, multiplication, all of that. And your child, may, your child may not realize that they actually having fun playing Uno, but you can do it in a creative way that you're teaching them the basic skills that they need. And even down to if it's a younger child that has not got to the level yet where they're adding and subtracting, you can teach them their numbers through that same deck of Uno cards. You can teach them their colors. You can yes. teach them one-to-one -one correspondence. You can teach them how to recognize this is the number one. This is what it looked like, even down to the language from that one deck of Uno cards. So it's like so many everyday things that we have that you can still teach those basic skills through playing that they would normally learn the traditional way, sitting at a desk, um, having it read to them or um, explained to them. You can do this doing play. That's the cool part about it. So many things that we can do with our kids and we can just play and have fun with it. And we can teach them the skills that they need for success, not only in school, but as they become adults in life. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Because I tell you guys, I love to play Uno because I love anything where I can win. But what <laughs> makes it even better is the fact that not only can I win, but also I can help a child to um, learn when you were talking about the numbers with the added and subtracting. Um, I hadn't even considered that, but also being able for a younger child and learning colors because that's definitely a great way for them to be able to learn and they're having fun doing it. So they never even realize that they're actually um, learning math or that they're actually learning their colors, they're, they actually, they're thinking that they're just playing and having fun and which helps them actually change the way they view school and they can actually view it as being fun, something that's, you know, great, something that's um, awesome. And so just beginning to shift, you know, perception. And, and that was a great idea that you gave. So thank you so much for that. And parents, if you are listening, one of the things I'm going to tell you, and I will tell everybody, the next thing you need behind that Uno game is you need Jesus. So yes. you're going <laughs> so to need him. As you go through this particular time, when you wake up in the morning, you, you want to bring him into the classroom with you. He will help Amen. you orchestrate the day. He will help you, give you a little peace when you need a little break. When you don't know what to do and how to do it, rely on the wisdom of God. And he will help you as you begin to, to teach your child. And I'm telling y'all, when I was just right here, as I was sitting here and was beginning to, to, to say like, hey, we want to bring Jesus into it. This this is a great way to bring God back into school. Yep, yep, I know you're yeah. at home and you're having to do it, but this is a great way to put God back in schools because you're going to need him during this particular time. Your child needs him as well. And then by the time that school is up and running again, all the kids are going to be filled with Jesus. They're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And so when yes. they go back into the classroom, it's going to be different. Things have gonna will have changed and everybody is going to be desiring prayer and welcoming it. So, yes. so as we are moving forward, 
in this season and, and in this time, you have to understand. I know sometimes we don't understand, but nothing really happens by accident. And God will use everything for his glory and God will use it for his goodness, like all of those things. So even as we are um, in this particular season and we're having to do school at home, it has purpose, it has meaning. And we know that everything, absolutely everything works together for, for the good. So we want to change our mindsets and we want to begin to look for the good in things. And so just as I was talking um, with Deshonda tonight, I realized it's a great opportunity for us to put God back in school. And so we're doing it at home. Um, we're imparting into them what really school cannot do. And that we as um, uh, parents and a community, these are the things that we can do. And so Deshonda, it brings me to your favorite motto is it takes a village. And so um, it really does take a village uh, to be able to get our kids where it is that they so need to be. And according to Jeremiah 29 and 11, for, for God knows the plans that he has for them and plans mm-hmm. not to prosper, not to harm them, but to prosper them and to give them an expected and a desired outcome. And so we know that and we are that village. And so um, would you speak to that a little bit? I know that's your motto. I love it. But would you tell us a little bit about what makes that the motto for you? I know for me, uh, we have went through trials in our life and sometimes some of the things that we go through, some of us, we don't have like family that's near us that can reach a helping hand. And for me, my village have even been people that I met within my kids' school, um, people that I had met when I was in that corporate job, people that I met that brought their kids into my home daycare. So I always think back to that. It, It really takes a village because as a parent, we don't always see everything and it takes all of us, you know, like to have that love for your neighbor's child, just like it's your own. So if you see they need help or doing something, don't just turn your head. It's, you know, something as simple as if you're at the bus stop and it's raining and you see a child standing out there in the rain. If you have an umbrella, share that umbrella. That's part of being that village. That's that's how that I'm so passionate with that, you know, and I, like if you have something even down to our hand-me-downs, things that sometimes some of us take for granted, if you have old coats, donate those because it's somebody out there that needs that coat. If you're in a position to help somebody, be a blessing, you know, you're going to get blessed back more than what you gave out. So that's what I mean by when I say it takes a village. And if you have a way that you can educate someone to, hey, well, did you know that this is available for you? That's part of being that village too, because they may not have known that information. And, you know, and I always tell people, if we know something that can help somebody and keep it to ourselves, that's just selfish, yes. you know? So, <laughs> so share that. That goes back to that village. Oh, I didn't know, but okay, but this is, but this is what's available. And, you know, we're all as a community, everybody, all of us. So I think if we Keep the mindset that we are the village when it comes in, especially to our youth, to well, not just leave everything up to the teacher, not leave everything up to the parent, but all of us working together. Can you imagine how well we can impact that child? Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. And and not just the child, but the ripple effect to impact the world. And we always say that the children are our future. 
Um, and and the, where we make the difference really is now. And so I love how you said, you know, whatever you can do, whether it's um, giving information, if it's, you know, an umbrella that you can utilize, what it says is that everybody can do something regardless of where they are or their situation. Um, and honestly, a hug or a smile doesn't cost anything. And that's one way to begin to even teach children, you know, how to honor and respect people. Because I look at that sometimes, um, you know, as we're seeing children um, grow up. And of course, I am old school or came from that era. And so just respect was um, a given and um, that we don't lose some of those things. And so I think it's imperative as a as a village that we make sure that we're imparting into our future the things that we're going to need when we get there. And when I'm talking about the future, I'm talking about our children and what we impart to them today. We're going to see the um, outcome of it tomorrow. And so we want to make sure that we give them good things and great tools. And I know that just for myself, I can testify um, to who I am today because of the village that helped to raise me. And um, and when I say that, it wasn't just my parents, but it was all of those that were around me. And as I went through different seasons in life and different stages, um, God always had someone there to be able to help me, to teach me, to love me, you know, to do all of those great things that has helped me to become the individual I am today. So I just want to encourage you as you are are listening, that there is something for you to do regardless of who you are. Because sometimes we think that we don't have anything. Um, but I want to tell you, just look in your hands. What do you have in your hands? Whatever you already have, that right there, it's enough. And so use that. Um, well, Deshonda, I thank you so much for for tuning for coming on today. It has been amazing and wonderful. I believe that from this broadcast that some quality daycares or home daycares are going to be started. I believe the woman that had the gift, but didn't know what to do with it, that she's walking away today saying, you know what? I can start that business. I can start um, helping my community. So I believe that from this particular podcast that that's what's going to happen. Um, not only that, but I believe from this that lives are going to be changed and we're uh, shifting the children um, into their future. We're shifting them now into the next um, so that, that they will be everything that we have believed that they would be, everything that they, we have dreamed that they would be. And we are definitely in this season ushering in the presence of God. And so, like I said, from this, we're putting God back into school. It may not be the way that we thought that it would, be, but it's definitely a way. And so I just thank God for that. I thank God for you. Um, and so tell us, where can we where can we find you and where can they get this amazing book? Oh, I have to say one more thing. So if you're listening and you're wondering how can you do this, look, and you're looking and going like, I don't know, buy the book. There's a lot of amazing information in there that can help you. Um, so Deshonda, where can we where can we find you at? And where can we get the book? First, I just want to say thank you again. It has been an honor to be a, a, a guest on this podcast. Thank you again. You can go to daycarein60days.com. That's if you want the book or just contact It Takes a Village, the number two dot org. It has the book. It has the information. It has my phone number. Everything is on that website. Once again, it's um, It Takes a Village, the number two Org. Well, that's it for today. So thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to, to coming to you really soon with some other great information and some amazing guests. So have an amazing day. I love you guys. Thanks for joining us this week on the Wealthy Woman Podcast. Make sure to visit our website 
DrAmyWalton.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day. 